When's the last time you thought about your beliefs about a thing? I don't necessarily mean, you know, your religious beliefs or your spiritual beliefs. That's getting a little too big. I mean, when's the last time you thought about your beliefs of, like, day-to-day life or fitness or creativity or writing? You know, we, we tend to ascribe the idea that beliefs are this big religious spiritual thing. That's where they happen. They happen over there. And we don't think about how in our day-to-day life, we have ideas, we have thoughts, we have some notions here and there. But we also have some beliefs. And frankly, those beliefs can get in the way and can do some damage. Right now, now understand, I'm not talking about this concept of limiting beliefs. The idea that in your head, you have these thoughts about yourself that you're not good enough or you're not capable enough. And, and there's some truth to that. That's a thing, and, and there's something that can be talked about there. But that's not really where I'm going here. See, where I'm going here are these kind of more broadly accepted beliefs. Beliefs that aren't just within you, but that are held by an entire group. Right, or at least a large enough part of the group that it seems like it's the entire group. When we talk about writing, we can see this. Think, for example, about writer's block. Now, to probably half of writers out there, writer's block doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. It's bullshit. You're making it up. It's an excuse. And I I could go on and on on that belief. When I say they believe it, I mean they know that with certainty. They have no real proof for it. They can't, like, categorically prove anything. It's all anecdotes based on them and people that agree with them. But they hold to that idea that writer's block doesn't exist. There are other people for whom writer's block is incredibly real. And they're going to tell you writer's block is super real. It's an honest thing. It happens. You need to shut up and own it. This stuff is legit. I think that's interesting, right? Here you have two groups of people, and and I can honestly tell you, based solely on anecdotal evidence and stories from people, that they are both simultaneously right and wrong at the same time. But you can't really tell them that because the beliefs in writer's block go back. They're ingrained. They're part of their identity as writers. They believe that writer's block is either fake or real. And, I mean, you will literally get religious zealot arguments over this issue. You know, uh, do you need to go get an MFA? There are some people that absolutely believe you have to. You absolutely must. It is the way you hone your craft and learn and blah, blah. I mean, again, a huge litany of reasons. And they believe it with all of their heart. And then you have the other group that points to a ton of successful writers. In fact, the vast majority of successful writers who have never gotten an MFA. Then you're just like, holy shit, who's right? This gets even more pervasive sometimes. Sometimes when we talk about writing beliefs, we talk about things like if you go on an online writing platform like Medium, and I know I pick on Medium a lot, but I do it because I'm there, so I'm able to see this. If you go to an online platform like Medium, there is this mythology that has emerged that you can go to Medium, and if you work, and if you do the hard thing, and you take the long road, you can make a real living at this. It's a myth, right? It's, but it's a myth people buy into. 
people ascribe a lot of value to that, this belief. If I do it, if I do the long road, if I do the long thing, I can make it. Or what about the belief in natural talent, right? Like some writers are just naturally more gifted than others. I never had to work at my craft. Some people really believe that shit happens. We have a ton of beliefs. Writers have a ton of beliefs. And some of those beliefs are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are kind of benign. And then some of them are downright destructive. Now, why am I talking about this? So, for the past month, I've really been working, focusing on working on this book. And as a result, uh, as a consequence of that, I just didn't write on Medium that much. I think maybe I had one or two pieces for the entire month of February. I think maybe, possibly. Um, that's how little I've been on there. I couldn't tell you. I occasionally go into the homepage and I'll see something from a writer I like. If it happens to be on the homepage, I'll read it for a minute. If I like it, I'll comment. If I don't, I'll just blow off. Just depends on how much time I have to kill. I've also been reading really good books lately, so my time on Medium is is much lower. And it got me thinking, because I, I was not on Medium, and in point of fact, work without kind of immediate gratification and spending this time doing this and diving into a deeper project, I found way more fulfilling than spending my time on Medium. And I actually haven't noticed any net loss, really. I still made about enough money to buy a sandwich. Uh, actually, I feel a lot better. I, emotionally, physically, I feel a lot better. I spent a lot less time on it. It's not that I'm not going back. It's not that, oh, abandoned Medium because it's killing you. That's not it. But it's that by being in that space and hearing the same things over and over and reading the same things, even if I disagreed with them, eventually these these prevailing beliefs started wearing me down and started making me anxious and creating problems. So that got me to thinking and looking at, at the beliefs I hold as a writer and saying, you know, do the beliefs I hold, are these right? Not even are these right, just... Are these working for me? Are these really beliefs? Are these things I need to put a lot of stock and faith in? Or are these ideas that I should be open to change? Writing's a really difficult endeavor. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of discipline. And we're kind of always looking for some encouragement. And as we look for that encouragement, we tend to hear it. And then we tend to close our mind off to anything else. I'm serious. A lot of aspiring writers just lack any ability to open their mind and listen to anything else, especially once you start pumping that stuff in, once you start giving them the quote-unquote rules. Right? Once they get the rules, then they don't listen to anything else. They glaze over. They cut off. They know the rules now. There's no need. And so they're never challenging those beliefs, and so those beliefs become deeper and deeper ingrained. And to be honest with you, the content economy, those beliefs are low-hanging fruit, so the content economy propagates them. This isn't conspiratorial. This is just honesty. I don't think there's some shadow cabal of writers out there trying to keep aspiring writers down. I think there are a ton of bad beliefs and garbage advice, but I think all of them are low-hanging fruit. So I think content creators who are trying to make a buck grab the low-hanging fruit and propagate horrible beliefs and bad myths that cause more harm than good to writers. 
And I think in this world, when you start challenging those beliefs, you open the door to some criticism. You do, 100%. Well, that got me thinking. I'm challenging my beliefs. Why am I not challenging bigger beliefs? Right, when I started this podcast, I didn't really know exactly where I was going with it. And over time, what this became was a way for me to connect and reach out to other writers in what is very much a one-way dialogue. I know you're not talking back to me. But it was just a way to share some ideas and some insights and hopefully challenge some ideas that you have, especially like negative inner thoughts about, I can't do it, this is bad. I, I wanted to challenge those things. But lately, I've kind of gone astray from that. And that's fair. We all have to get back on the horse at some point. So I grabbed my notebook and I started making a list of of writing beliefs. Like I said, some of them are good. Some of them are healthy. Some of them are good beliefs to have. Some of them are bad. Some of them are just bad. They're just dumb ideas that we just need to get rid of. They're not particularly harmful. We just need to do away with them. A lot of them are benign. They don't do anything. They don't make you better or any worse. They're just there. They're just beliefs. They're just a thing. Maybe it shouldn't be a belief, but I mean, you know, like uh, one of the ones was I was thinking about Stephen Pressfield has invokes the muse every morning before he writes, supposedly. That's like his little ritual, his little superstition. I don't know that that belief is accurate. I don't know that you need to invoke the muse to write. I, I don't think that's going to work for everybody, but it works for him. And if that's his writing belief, it's in, it, it seems good for him and it's benign for the rest of us. If you want to try to be like Stephen Pressfield and, and read Homer's invocation of the muse every morning as an out loud prayer and hope that it brings the spirit to you, I, I don't see how it's going to hurt anything. And it's pretty benign. But then there are some beliefs that actually hurt writers. They're propagated a ton. Billions of dollars, I imagine, are made selling bad writing beliefs that are packaged in bad ebooks and bad seminars and crap content to keep you hooked because you're chasing that elusive success. And these beliefs seem warm, fuzzy, awesome, and lead you there, except they don't. They fill you with doubt, they hurt your purpose, they hurt your creativity, and they get you ready to throw in the towel. You know, it's not any better. I, I just had a little conversation online with a writer who had tried to use ChatGPT to write a couple of short stories. And they did, and they submitted them. And uh, they thought, man, I saved some time. I just, I came up with some ideas. I had ChatGPT write the thing, and I sent it. And they kind of perused them. They didn't do an in-depth reading or an in-depth editing. And the editor sent them back and told them they were crap. In all three cases, they actually got response letters that really shredded the stories because the editors could tell they'd been written by ChatGPT. So this writer went, well, shit, okay. That was supposed to work. Because, you know, the content creator said it was going to work. What do I do now? And they went back and sat down to try to work. And guess what? They didn't know what to do with those ideas anymore. Because they'd kind of plugged them into the computer and they thought that ChatGPT, they created a, a, a path for the idea. They'd wrecked their imagination on them. Now, we talked about it and they've seen through that, but that was the belief they held. It was like, shit. Well, that's it. Those ideas are used, which is a bad writing belief. Ideas are never fully used. They're not. Um, it's just, this is just silly. But 
that's what they were struggling with. And the beliefs there were, yeah, one, that the ideas could be used up, but two, that somehow they could use AI to get wealthy quick as a writer, so then they could write whatever they want because they'd have hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they got that belief from a content creator putting it into the world. Well, with all of that, and all my writing down of beliefs, and all my thinking about writing beliefs, it's leading to something we're going to start doing on this podcast. For the foreseeable future, I'm going to, every week, every two weeks, it's going to take me time, because I'm going to really dig into these. I'm going to look at a given writing belief. I'm going to unpack it. I'm going to try to determine, is it good? Is it bad? Is it just, you know, kind of benign? Or is it really dangerous? And I want to dig into it. And I want to think about it. And I want to open the door to this conversation. I'll tell you what I think. And I'll tell you what I find. I'll challenge my beliefs. And maybe I'll challenge yours a little bit too. Because the thing is, in this age of the internet, beliefs spread like wildfire. And not all of them are good. And a lot of them are frankly dangerous. So, when we talk about our beliefs, when we examine them, we need to be open to having them challenged. So, I'm going to challenge these beliefs. I don't know what I'll find. Maybe I'll find some of them are good. Maybe I'll find some surprising ones. We're going to launch this. I'm hoping to have an episode next week. I'm working on it right now. In the middle of working on an episode for next week. Hopefully, we'll start then. If not, we'll start the week after. But we're going to dive into some writing beliefs. We're going to talk about some things. right? We're going to talk about natural talent. We're going to talk about qualifications. We're going to talk about the content creator economy and how you can get rich now. And we're even going to explore the concept of writing community and how the bar for that has been set so very low and the damage to writers is probably real. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm digging into it. But that's what we're going to do on Confessions of a Working Writer. We're going to look at our writing beliefs and we're going to challenge them. We're going to see what's good. We're going to see what's bad. And we're going to ask ourselves, where do we go from here? So I hope you'll join me on that journey as I challenge my beliefs and challenge some common held writing beliefs and myths. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe... We'll even find a better way. That's the hope. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll reaffirm the beliefs. I don't know. But I know they're worth the challenge. So, whether it's next week or the week after, I'll talk to you again then, and we'll get to challenging some beliefs. (laughs) 